The Mulberry Lane Show. Music, celebrities, fun. Your weekend getaway. Now, be a part of the family. You're here, we're here, the guests are here. It's time to kick off part two of the Mulberry Lane Show. Hashtag TMLS if you're on Twitter. Drop us a line about the guests, the show, whatever. You can check us out on Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. And you know we love hearing from you. And in our mailbag for this week, we heard some good guest suggestions and some comments on some of our recent guests. That's right. Now, Tom wrote in about our show last weekend, and he said, Great show. The discussion about session musicians was fabulous. Well, thanks, Tom, and we have a feeling you should know. Mm-hmm. And Nancy said, The Bangles, Counting Crows, yes. That pretty much sums it up. It <laughs> was a fun show. Now, Tracy wrote in, and she said, Please remind me to let you do the guest list for my next party. <laughs> thanks, Tracy. As long as we're invited, we'll bring the guests. <laughs> And then Steve said, you ladies are so beautiful. I wish your radio show was a TV show. Now, that was very nice, Steve. But there's a reason we like radio. You should see us right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. How about I just describe our footwear right now? Bo's in slippers. I'm in flip-flops. And Allie, she doesn't even have shoes on. (laughs) Not to mention, Steve, that just a couple of minutes ago, Rachel and I happened to lean into the same microphone at the same time. And we bumped heads. It's kind of hard to do, really. Yep, on this show, it's all about the music. That's right. And regarding our interview with Fitz and the Tantrums, Ellen sent along an entertaining comment. She said, I sometimes get the Fitz and the Tantrums. We'll tune in for more. Ellen, you gave us a good laugh, and we certainly enjoyed that interview with Fitz and the Tantrums. Okay, well, let's kick things into gear. The Mulberry Lane Show, Ali Cat, Rachel Bo, bringing a weekend show to you. Gonna have some fun, and when the time's done, you'll walk away feeling so brand new. In this half, we continue our chat with songwriter Shelly Pagan. Now, you don't know her name, but you've certainly heard her music. With hits like Christina Aguilera's What a Girl Wants and Come On Over, Brandy's Almost Doesn't Count, she's even written songs for Celine, Brittany, Cher, and Chrissy Hine, and many others. You'll continue to get the lowdown on the state of the songwriting industry today. Then, it's on to Sticks. Lawrence Gowan, who's been a member of the band for 16 years, after a successful solo career in Canada, he joins us to tell you the latest with the band and a few behind-the-scenes stories from a classic rock and roll band. Oh yeah. Well, lots to get to, so let's hit the accelerator and get this show on the road with Shelly Pikin. Well, you're catching the Mulberry Lane Show. We're midway into our in-depth interview with Grammy-nominated songwriter Shelley Pikin. Now, she's been responsible for some hits by some of pop's top artists, including Brandy and Christina Aguilera. She's giving you the lowdown on what it's like to make a living as a songwriter. So if you've ever thought you're good at lyrics, you're good at music, you want to listen to what Shelley has to say about pursuing a career as a songwriter. Now, the other thing about your songs... I love how on your website 
you put up different people's versions of them. Uh huh. The What a Girl Wants, the Christina Aguilera version is is definitely pop, and then Judith Hill did it on The Voice, uh-huh. and it was such a sultry R and B version. I and, love her version. Yeah, and it was so cool how the song was able to be taken in different directions. The same thing with Almost Doesn't Count. You go from R and B Brandy to country Mark Wilkes. Right. I mean, you get the meaning through both versions, but they go completely different directions. Yes. So it, that's got to be a hallmark of a good song. I, I'll just say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to argue with that. Although I should tell you, I've heard a lot of questionable versions. Okay. <laughs> what a wants. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that's got to be entertaining. When you see your song done by, you know, a 13-year-old in her bedroom and you know, that kind of stuff. That's right. And I have to tell you, I get a request every year for what a girl wants to be performed on The Voice or American Idol. And I go, yeah, 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 cool, 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 sign the paperwork, fine. When I got the paperwork for Judith, you know, that year I didn't know her name, you know, it's going to be on The Voice. I was like, you know, fine, 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 whatever. Because it's just one of those songs that gets done constantly Mm -hmm. on those kind of shows. Well, I was overseas with my daughter on spring break. I think it was last year when Judith sang it on The Voice. And my phone, like, it literally, it was like blowing up everybody, texting me and emailing me, did you see this girl, did you see this girl? I'm like, okay, okay, so, you know, whatever. It's just, I was getting a little jaded and I thought, gee, I better check this out. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. It's like she gave it a facelift. Uh So real and so cool. And about three weeks ago, I was invited to work with her. Uh Okay. And I thought, that's the call I wanted. Uh Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She can just like sing anything without any words. And you just Uh want to put words with her vibe. I mean, she's Uh probably a fun person to write for. You know what? I wasn't writing for her. I was writing with her. Okay. okay. And I don't know if I would call it fun. Okay. Today with Rachel Crow, I think I'm going to have fun. But what I had with Judith, I felt was very soulful. Okay. And very deep. And there's not one thing that's better than the other. I need my fun and I need my soulful. Yeah. You embrace the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I need all the spectrum of emotion. That's what makes me fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I can't noticed. do the same thing every day. Yeah. Now, for you personally, do you have a favorite song that you've written? Or is that just way too hard? No, it's not. My, my two favorite songs that I have written are Bitch because of the reasons I told you about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. if it's, it's not just a favorite song. It's the favorite recording because uh-huh. it brought me commerce, but it brought me personal artistic satisfaction yeah. okay. and that's yeah, hard that's to hard get to, really <laughs> hard to get both uh-huh. and the other one is a song that Chrissy Hine cut with the pretender okay that's a neat song some people call it human on the inside that was originally cut with the divinals I wrote it with the guitar player from the divinals yeah. so I got two cuts with major bands and the song was all my personal feeling every word of it and Chrissy Hind was going to sing it yeah I mean that was just too much uh-huh. <laughs> it was almost just too much yeah. <laughs> I just it was like a dream yeah so really awesome. surreal she flipped the melody a little bit and never said I want song credit 
she sang it at Lilith Fair and in front of tens of thousands of people announced my name. Yeah. When I think about that now, I just think it was just another yeah. lifetime. Mm-hmm. Not to say no one would do that now, but it's just not as prevalent. Right. Mm-hmm. The graciousness. The yeah. gracious. Thank you. I love your words, Rachel. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what was the other one you used I really liked? The it was, victory um, lap. The <laughs> victory lap. Yes. I'm writing these things down. She's a Grammy-nominated songwriter, having written songs for Keith Urban, Selena Gomez, and The Pretenders. She's Shelley Pikin, and she's on the Mulberry Lane Show right now. So, Shelley, how come you never became an artist? Um, I had some fantasy of being an artist. Okay. You know, it just didn't go like that. I was thinking about it, and I was inviting labels to consider it. And what started to happen is they'd come to see me, and maybe they didn't sign me, but they'd say, but we really like that song. (laughs) And I had to be realistic. I had to ask myself, am I the kind of person that wants to travel and go on the road? And I'm sort of a homebody. I love being at home in my bed. I loved my cat. (laughs) I loved New York. This thing with other people recording my songs and starting to make a living doing it actually took on a life of its own. I really enjoyed it, and I sort of followed the yellow brick road. Yeah. Well, in a way, you know, you see so much of the industry. I bet there has been times when you have been like, I'm so glad I'm not an artist. (laughs) Now maybe a little bit more than then, but there are artists that do manage to design their own world and and creative process and And it's hard to do it is hard to Mm -hmm. do especially now but I'll always be envious of that you know it's funny because I have this online community now today I posted a song online just me on the piano it's a song that Brittany was holding for a while and then she didn't and then someone else was holding it and she didn't finally I just did a video of me playing it on the piano, and I said, I need to give it life. I need to let it go. I need to release it into the world in whatever incarnation. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a little bit more of that online, and some of my friends have said, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, just make your record. They're, like, encouraging me to do it now. I'm like, first things first, I really want to get the book out, and then maybe I will. Well, you know, that would be so cool to hear you do all your songs. versions of them. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, your demo versions, that you do have some of them on the website, but you you have a very unique, cool voice. Thank you. Thank you. In fact, I would say that the final versions, I think a lot of them copied your original voice and interpretation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, writing songs is a full-time job. Finishing the book and getting it out there, that's really a full-time job. I was in front of my computer yesterday from 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. I realized when I went to bed, I never got out of the house and I never took a shower. Like responding to (laughs) to people who are interested that want to see chapters, and it's got to be formatted, and it's great. I mean, this is what I wanted, but it's full-time. And so making that record, I'd say, I'm going to get the book out, and then maybe... Maybe I'll do that, just yeah. because it's not about does it sell, it's not about are they going to pay me, it's about the journey. Yeah. I'm very into talking to other women and men who have been doing the same thing year after year and wondering, is there a next step? Where do I take my creative energies next? 
And you'll find that out when we wrap up our in-depth interview with hit-making songwriter Shelley Pikin right after this. Keep it right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. When there's blood in these veins and I- 